Welcome to Deliberately Dexter. I am Josh. I'm Monique. And this is going to be a new venture into the podcasting world for both of us. Uh, this is my third or fourth podcast going now. And Monique has jumped into different ones over the time. Right. I've been on Nowhere. I've been on Two Marks and a Chick. Yeah. And so technically this is my third, but this is my first where I'm a main part of the show. You're headline. <laughs> Yay, I'm a headliner. Made it. And there was a particular reason I wanted you on the show, because I've been toying around with the idea of doing a Dexter podcast for a while, but mm-hmm. I was like, who am I going to do this with? But there's one key thing that made you stand out in front of a lot of people, and that is... Well, that I hate Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you think his character is... He's terrible. Yeah, he's a terrible person. Right. So I figured, ooh, conflict. Absolutely. <laughs> conflict makes... Nothing better than a good fight. Yeah, good fight. <laughs> so that's kind of the roundabout way of telling you that we're going to be talking about Dexter a lot during the show, because if you haven't realized that from the title, then you might as well <laughs> stop now. <laughs> then how did you find us? With this being the first episode, we were trying to deliberate on what would be the best way to start it out. Should we start at the beginning? Should we just kind of go through the franchise and go from there? But but everybody always starts at the beginning. Yeah, so we've decided to be different, take the road less traveled, and go with the end, since... The end of Dexter caused so much distress, <laughs> <laughs> grief. It did rile some people up. Yeah, there's still people on Facebook whenever, like, the Dexter Facebook people, like, post something. They still give it so much grief, and it's like, why are you still following it if you didn't like the ending? <laughs> <laughs> because people always want to... You can always unlike. <laughs> <laughs> if you unliked it so much, hit the button. <laughs> So that's what we've decided. So this uh, first episode of deliberating, de- this first episode of deliberately Dexter. That's going to be the problem with this title, the tongue tie. <laughs> no, that was that was hard to say. <laughs> yeah, this first episode will be about the finale, the series ender. Uh, what the was shocker? It? The um, the letdown. <laughs> the remembering the monsters. So there's just so much to be said about the last episode and the finale and everything but it'd be beating a dead horse right and there's just too much to talk about so we've really narrowed it down to three different categories and uh we go with dexter and hannah we're gonna go with dexter and deb and then dexter by himself because well if you know the finale (laughs) (laughs) spoiler just kidding he's a lumberjack and he's okay (laughs) (laughs) and he's got a beard yeah but up first dex and hannah uh we Get the reemergence of Hannah during this uh, final season, which was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. Right. I mean, she would she would have been a, a difficult character to just kind of let go of. And seeing how she got released, of course, she was going to make a beeline back for Dexter. Yeah. So. And as this show progresses, we will delve more into the eighth season when we get to the eighth season. For, for now, this episode right here, we're talking about the series finale. And we get uh, Hannah on the run with Harrison after her and Dexter and Harrison part ways. Right. And which at one point um, I realized, and I brought it up to you, when they were at the airport, or actually it was the bus station. It was the bus station. When he's saying his goodbyes and everything, it's kind of like, it kind of hints towards him basically either realizing or getting close to realizing he's never seen him again. The, the thought definitely crosses his mind. You can see it on his face when he looks at Harrison and just says, um... What did he tell him? He said... That... Mind, basically, mind uh, Hannah. Listen to what she says. Right. Don't be a little punk. 
And then the phone call later on where they're getting onto the jet when they're on the actual yeah, when they're runway, finally... he says, I just wanted to tell you one last time, Daddy loves you. Yeah, and I'll see you again, basically. Right. Leading towards what we'll be talking about at the end, but a lot of people had some grief about him doing that, leaving Harrison with Hannah. There... <laughs> <laughs> I probably got upset about it for a different reason than most people did. I mean, the abandonment of his son and blah, 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 and all of that. But my biggest problem was is he never discussed it with Hannah to be a single mom of a kid that she hasn't raised ever, you know? I mean, he, she, he, she was around for a little bit, and then she was gone, and it's not like she doesn't know this child, and this child really doesn't know her. And to put that much responsibility on somebody without even asking kind of made me mad. Yeah, and that kind of falls into the, like, the faults in Dexter's character, some of the stuff that drives you nuts. And like I've kind of said before, when it comes down to it, I believe like Dexter knew that Hannah would be the right person. It, it, like you said, it would have been probably nice for him to go, hey, if by chance I disappear. <laughs> Something. Would you mind maybe? Uh, keeping Harrison around. Don't yeah. feel like you have to. If, if you don't, then hey, there's the door. I have no needle in my hand or anything. It won't be anything personal. <laughs> you can go. But I think he knew personally that she would be fine. Because one, probably. she I mean, she was wanting to start her life anew, and right. having a kid around would probably be the kind of a way to keep her calm. I guess, but not poisoning people. Biggest problem <laughs> is is that Dexter always think he he always thinks he knows the right answer for everyone when yeah. he doesn't even um, bother to check in to the people he says he cares about and is trying to protect. He just does. And exactly. as long as it makes sense to him, then he's he's good to go. Well, that's the thing, too. He's always lived in that shell of being Dexter. Yeah. And I, I think almost really, too, the whole Harry's Code and everything was probably that, too, even when it came to, like, not really telling Deb what's going on and everything, but kind of just going, like, okay, Deb will be fine. I won't have to really mention it to her or anything. But then when Deb started her downward spiral and then joined up with that uh, private investigator crew where... The whole story with uh, Hannah kind of arcs is with that private investigator right. chasing her down after the U.S. Marshal gets offed. And he catches Hannah on the bus, but then she pulls a trick out of Dexter's book and shoots him up with horse tranquilizer. Well, yeah. I mean, and she did it perfectly because she distracts him because she goes for what he thinks is her means of, of attack, which would yeah. be poisoning somebody. Which, she still poisons him, but in... A yeah. manner, in, in Dexter's manner, I guess. Well, not in a lethal state of mind. Yeah, that's true. Just enough to get away. Yeah, and also, too, um, you kind of brought up the fact, wouldn't he go after her after everything's said and done? He's going to wake up from the horse tranquilizer exactly. sooner or later. And he, I mean, he was standing in the airport. He was standing at the, the boarding gate and knows where they're headed. He knows she's going to Argentina. I mean, yeah. she still has those plane tickets, and it's not like they, you know. I just thought... It would have been a normal reaction for him to just go after her. Yeah, but also, too, he does mention during the little bus ride, he's like, you are the hardest bounty I've ever tried to collect. That's true. So that I can almost true. see him waking up in Tallahassee. Like she said, you're going to wake up in Tallahassee kind of annoyed. <laughs> and humiliated. Yeah, he's going to wake up going, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> I'm done. Well, yeah. It would just seem more of like a pride thing at that point, And, I mean, I don't know what... Argentina's extradition rules are or anything like that, but it seems like it would be worth it just to get it, just for the accomplishment of it. Yeah, just to 
beat just the beater. <laughs> just be like, no, I win. Yeah. Those are the rules. So, honestly, that kind of wraps up the whole Hannah and Harrison situation. Yeah, I mean, it. it they just kind of let them walk off into the sunset, happy stepmother yeah. and child. Yeah, well, not a stepmother, it's just, pseudo. yeah. yeah. Pseudo-stepmom, or mm-hmm. actually pseudo-mom. Right. Yeah, because she never married Dexter, and she's not blood-related. Right, that's so, true. Yeah. So, there you go, they're in Argentina, living life, and maybe later down the road, Harrison has his own dark passenger to deal with. I always thought that, because, I mean, he still ha- well, I guess that's a discussion for another episode. Well, later, when we get more into the books, there is an, uh, I forget which book it was, we'll get to that point, though, um, Cody mm-hmm. starts showing traits of Dexter. And, actually, both Aster and Cody start showing traits of Dexter, and Dexter kind of decides to start training Cody. In the books. Oh, wow. And I always thought maybe they might have, would have done that with Harrison in the show, but nope. <laughs> well, they start kind of doing the whole idea of him taking on an intern with um, Zach. Yeah, that lovely little psychopath. Yeah, that failed quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm glad it failed quickly because we'll go into more of that when we get into the eighth season, but the whole Dr. and Dr. Vogel mm-hmm. and the whole Zach thing, that whole storyline arc thing is one of the many reasons that season eight was not as loved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) You know, although speaking of Dr. Vogel, I mean, she's the whole reason that, that I don't want to say she's the whole reason, but she's a real big reason on why Deb ended up dead anyway. In a roundabout way, yeah, her lovely whack job of a son. Right, she decided to, I mean, she puts it perfectly, she decided to interject herself into an investigation because she was curious, and really, I think she was there just to get close to Dexter. I think so, too, like, during the season when she was talking about how she developed Harry's Code and everything Mm -hmm. like that, I think she realized her son was doing all these brain brain surgery um, murders. Do you really think she thought it was her kid? I think so. If she knew her son was a whack job and got sent off to some psychiatric home where he has escaped before and everything and went off doing his thing, I think she knew the only way to catch a psycho is with a psycho. And a calculated psycho at that with Dexter. I mean, but why go through the whole rigmarole of, like, they went through her whole book chapter by chapter and went investigating all of these people. And I'd almost say it would be an ego trip, too. Like, Volgo wanted to see how well Harry's codes worked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, just... I never thought of it that way. Yeah. and But also, too, she wanted to clean up some of... Clean up shop, too, because there were certain things about... If I remember correctly, there were certain things about each person in her chapters that she... If they would have been like, oh, well... Right. When she, she did, talked to me, she revealed blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, she definitely did illegal things, and, and she says it was for... Basically, it was for the greater good. To the greater good, right? And I mean, she um, her thought her thought processes on psychopaths and the fact that they have a natural order in the world is <laughs> well. It's like it just popped in my head this way too. You can look at it as the saw mentality too. Like she wanted she wanted these deeds done, but why get her hands dirty? That's very true. Yeah. So having be one of the uh, architects of Harry's Code and still having Dexter around to be able to go, hey, 
this is going on. I need you to help me figure out what's going on. But in the back of her mind going, I know it's my son. And if my son's going to come after me, I want him here to help me. I just never thought, I mean, I just never thought that she actually knew what was going on because, I mean, she was continuing to put herself in harm's way. Yeah. Why would she, why would she continue to put herself in harm's way if she knew where the, the problem could be solved? Because she didn't know if, I mean, if she did know that it was, it was her son, he was going by Oliver Sacks, but if she did yeah. know that it was her son and, and she didn't want to die, she could have just put them up against each other. I and mean, it was like a Jason versus Freddy. Oh, yeah. She could have just put them up against each other and see what the outcome was. Instead That's of, true, too. Instead of, I mean, ultimately she ends up dying. Yeah. So. I think more and more of that whole arc and that concept is going to be more with the season eight conversation okay. for us. Fair enough. But also, too, with the with Vogel's uh, interjection into Dexter's life, she, in a roundabout way, gets Dexter and Deb to reconcile. Yes. And that kind of leads into everything that went down where Deb gets shot mm-hmm. and is laid up in the hospital. And then as Dexter's leaving, he finds out that she's injured and everything. And as he's always done during the series, you just don't mess with family. You do not mess with that member of the family, especially right. Deb. And he goes back to go after Oliver and learns that Deb made it through surgery and they have their conversation and everything, which we learn, unfortunately, is the final conversation. It's the last one, yeah. Yeah, because as Oliver's still running around and trying to figure out what's going on and then Oliver is finally caught, Deb has a massive stroke. <laughs> which... Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you had brought up the fact that it was something that was so simple that she died in such a simple way. There wasn't, I mean, she had lived through, she had lived through being abducted. She had lived through, um, getting shot by getting uh, shot. Trinity's she, daughter. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember pointing my stuff. That was amazing. <laughs> that was a great story. Though. I can't wait till we get to season four in this show. Exciting. But she just lived for, through so much for it to be some such a small complication that yeah. was ha, that ended up happening because it was a blood clot and they thought she had a stroke. So yeah. it happened during them saving her life that she just wasn't. It, t- I mean, for for her to go out that way, I think, was a message to Dexter that there is absolute. You may think you have control, but you got no control over anything. Exactly, and the. the the simplicity of Deb's death, it kind of reminds me now of uh, Tyrese's death on Walking Dead. As drawn out as that show was... Oh, please, God, you watched that episode. I don't really care. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, look, everybody, I don't really care about Walking Dead. <laughs> you kind of had the look on your face like, huh? <laughs> but um, the episode was very artistic, very drawn out, but still it was a simple death. Like, he had hallucinations the entire episode of different aspects of his life mm-hmm. and everything. And that kind of falls in the hands of how Deb died. She's been through a lot and everything. And to have uh, the blood clot and the stroke to take her out. And it's like you said, it's it's ultimately a sign to Dexter. Like, you may know what's going on. You may feel like you protected her finally. No. Yeah. You don't. Right. And it's... I mean, and he was the one who put her in the situation to begin with. Like, but, I know that... That, that she had a very strong opinion about helping him through things and being next to him and we're family and so, you know, this is just my, my messed up life now and this is just what it is. But 
protecting her ultimately would have been to keep her out of it completely. You know, well, he and, even he, Dexter even mentions it though too. Like, I should have killed him. I should have never have called you in to do it. Yeah. But she also squashes that very fast by saying, "No, I could have easily done something completely different." But and, that's not true. Deb has never been able to easily not help Dexter. So, yeah, it's nice to say, but it that that would have been impossible for her. I want to point out one thing real quick. I've been doing podcasting for almost four years now, and I still nod. I do, too. <laughs> I still nod in agreement. I don't know where the hell that comes from. It's like, uh-huh. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody can see me do this. It's radio worth watching. <laughs> yeah. But you're exactly right there, and that's another thing that we're definitely going to discover over time, too, because when we go through all the seasons, and I know when we get to, I guess, our series finale, we'll be doing... <laughs> Uh, another revisit on this episode yeah, and delving into it where we'd probably be like Dexter's an ass (laughs) he is an ass (laughs) or vice versa like you're coming into it right now hating Dexter's guts and I'm coming in like Dexter's a flawed character (laughs) yeah see I I don't I don't agree with using his flaws as a weakness yeah because People, I mean, they gave him enough freedom to make his own choices. They they taught him how to survive in society. They taught him how to blend in. They taught yeah. him how to do all of these things. He could have managed to 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 not be so hurtful, I suppose. I don't know, yeah. or to not. I mean, I understand the empathy isn't there, but he still knows you shouldn't use people. He he still knows right from wrong, yeah. and so that could have. I think that could have just played a bigger part. You mentioned something there, too, with how he just kind of goes through the day and everybody can see him and everything, and that's kind of something we talked about with the the climax of uh, the Deb and Dexter run. You mean when he kills her? You mean when he kills Deb? When he kills Deb, yes. uh, (laughs) Mercy killing. It it definitely was a mercy killing because that was the only way he could see the best way for her to... I mean, but you said it there. That's the only way he could see the best way. Well, the show wasn't called Dexter and Death. <laughs> well, no, I understand. But it's it's the whole... It's that same damn idea of him just doing what's right for him. He didn't let Joey say goodbye. He didn't let Batista say goodbye. I mean, the people... People just don't matter. He just needs to shift them in a way that works for him. Well, yes. But also, too, it... It works for him, but also, too, with the doctor telling him that she's basically going to be a husk. She's going to be a shell. He His moral barometer may be a little whacked. Yeah. <laughs> but in the long run, you, you, can, al- you can also look at uh, Million Dollar Baby as his part two. <laughs> Clint Eastwood killed Hillary's Do not wife. compare Dexter <laughs> to Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, but you know where I'm going at here. No, though. absolutely. He, he ultimately was like, well, Deb didn't exactly say, kill me, like Hillary Swank did, but... Right. Well, because she couldn't. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> she was going to be a shell. And he knew that, no matter what, leaving Deb in that state, especially the way Deb was the entire time in the show, full of life, every other word out of her mouth was, F this, F that. Right. And just to degrade her into that form, he probably knew, like, this wasn't the way I wanted her to live. And... Then we get to the point where he uh, steals the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that kind of delves into what we were just talking about, how 
um, the way that they shot this episode. How it started getting all the different color aspects from, like, the pilot episode. Right. No, I, I really do enjoy the way that the episode looked. It gave that... It gave it a sense of relief because you knew things were ending and things were going to get wrapped up, but it had such a feeling of doom with the, the gray tones and the and the blue tones and stuff like that. And, you know, you felt like there was a storm coming. Um, the storm gave uh, the episode a lot of an ominous feel and also, too, like we talked a little bit gave it back to kind of the old style from the pilot of how they shot things with the different color saturations and everything like that but also too kind of gave a more of a foreboding like we're getting to the climax here you're you're going to see what the end game is going to be now right it gave it like a time is running out kind of a yeah you know and and I know it, it was totally frustrating. Like, like Dexter goes in and he says his goodbyes to Dev and stuff, and then apparently decides to take her. Yeah. Well, when we get to that point, I'll I'll give you my theory on it. But yeah, he decides to walk off with a body. <laughs> and and you know he's pushing her out the door and through the parking lot, and there's medical people running around and everybody, and he's just able to push this body up to the water and load it on a boat and drive away. Well, there, like we said before, there's the aspect of the storm. There's so much chaos going on and everything that there's probably people looking at him like, oh, he's a volunteer, or he's a really specific looter. <laughs> <laughs> he's just stealing bodies. But also, too, there was kind of an artistic, um, I guess, justification towards it. Yeah, but that's not, you can't, that's a general way to just say, Hey, it's a TV show. Like oh, you, can... <laughs> yeah. That, this would be a very boring podcast if it was just like we go on. Hey, this is deliberate, deliberately Dexter, and um, to anybody that had the, the grief or anything towards the series finale, like, get over it. It's a show. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't get a lot of viewers on that one, or listeners, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I guess the artistic side of it, to I guess go more into it, how Dexter basically has lived his life his entire like the eight years he was we've seen him there. He's mm -hmm. lived under everybody's noses. He's, right. he's done these murders. He's done everything he's done under everybody's noses. So it's almost like might as well just show him do it deliberately in front of everybody, just walking off with a body. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, he, he definitely exists in their world, but nobody really pays attention to him. He, you know, Harry taught him to fly so under the radar that, you know, and his personality isn't anything that's flamboyant or would draw attention. So... It makes sense. Yeah, he wouldn't but be really logically, playing blind, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I was a medical assistant and saw somebody pushing a body out of the door. I'd have been like, hey, where are you going? Exactly. But also, too, that <laughs> kind of falls under the factor of if, like, a serial killer was chasing after you in a horror movie. We've watched so much stuff where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to go upstairs. I'm going to go out that window <laughs> <laughs> yeah. through the other room. So it's kind of like we'd be the worst henchmen. We'd be the worst victims yeah. and everything. But then, Why don't we just get in the running car? Yeah. <laughs> But then we get them on the boat. He's loaded her up on the boat, and he's basically coming to terms with everything that's gone on. Right. Saying that he's hurt everybody's loved. He there. Honestly, there's no path for him. No, there really isn't. I mean, because and then he just goes into doing exactly what Dexter does when he has a problem. He goes and he just dumps a body. Gets rid of her. Well, that leads to my theory on it. Okay. Um. At first, that was basically what everybody probably thought, and I thought too. Where it was just he's dumping these bodies just to get rid of them, out of mind, out of sight. Right. If you look back at the entire series, whenever he's on that boat, it's basically he's at peace. He's in a peaceful moment where it's just 
the world around him is stopped, and that's where he's dumping the body. To me, the dumping of the bodies is putting peace in the world. And that, that little point in the water where he does it, he finds his peace there, and that's why he dumps Deb there, because he wants her to have peace. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess the difference between us is that you look at Dexter, and I just I can't help but look at the whole picture. And the whole picture is is that he's not causing peace. He's not creating peace. He's creating chaos and he's creating hurt and, and, and confusion for everybody who's ever been good to him. And he just cannot help but think of himself only. And that's where I remind everybody, this is the reason I brought her in on this podcast. <laughs> he's, he's terrible. He's a terrible human being. This is going to be some conflicting issues over the next several episodes for us. But, um... Yeah, but that's the whole thing, too. It's, uh, you have your own interpretations. Everybody has their own interpretations on Which is why the show is good. Yeah, and that's what's going to lead us through this road. Um, that ends Deb's arc and just ends Deb in general. Right. <laughs> so to kind of get to the climax of this episode, I guess the thing to talk about is the finale. The is Dexter. Dexter <laughs> and uh, the... Uh, beard growth and the, the exile, and... <laughs> the exile he puts himself into, and, the, bad genes. and the, the key thing that pissed off everybody, <laughs> because honestly, if he was just dead and gone at the end, I don't think there have been enough people, like everybody have been like, okay. I think everybody would have been okay with that because he finally... He, he was finally on equal ground with everybody. Yeah. He was dead like everybody else. You know, but with him being able to even have a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, I think that's what pissed people off is that he still gets to live. Yeah. And, but also, too, we we know that it's an exile point for him because he is by himself. He took himself completely out of the situation, which kind of leads towards the Internet theories, the... the um, Network sticking their noses in when they should have should not have. If the, if the that the truth is there, where Showtime gave the executive producers the signal like, oh, you can't kill him. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could look at it that way. But um, an article had come out just in January, and one of the producers was saying that he always knew that Dexter was going to end up in his own. Uh, form of imprisonment, yeah. which is what he did. I mean, that's what the exile is, is he he took himself, um, you had brought it up, he took himself completely opposite of Miami. He went what we think is like the, the Northwest. Washington. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, into cold climate, into no sun, into, you know, trees instead of, um, instead of oceans yeah. and, and mountains instead of flatlands. So, um, Places to hike. <laughs> Places to oh yeah, Deb. yeah. As Deb wants to go hiking as she's slowly dying, right? <laughs> but, so, and then uh, there was also the aspects of like the first showrunner. He um, did an interview or basically made a comment that his idea to end the series was to have Dexter kind of stuff kind of go to fade to black and then come back to him opening up his eyes, and it's him on the lethal injection table. Ooh, somebody caught him. Yeah. And that's kind of jumps back to something I said, um, even when the first, this eighth season was announced as the last, it's like, it's not going to end well. There's no way for this character to have a happy ending. Right. As, 
as much positive as you can spin with what he does like I do or as negative as you see his character. There's no way for him to have a happy ending. If he has a happy ending, then that just defeats the purpose. Yeah, I think you're right. And and I think you said it best is he's a villain. Regardless yeah. of how well you know him, you know, because we do know him pretty well throughout the series, he's still a villain. He's still the bad guy. Yeah. You know, no matter how he justifies it or how you justify it. Yeah, how, how anybody justifies it. It's in the eye of the beholder. Right. Yeah. So here's a question. Now that he's exiled, do you think he's still killing? Um, I think, yeah. With the Dark Passenger, with the type of person that Dexter is, the way he, like, he zeroes in on why he kills and everything like that, and it's neutralized into this Dark Passenger that kind of gives him that itch. Mm-hmm. I think so. It would take a while for him to get back to it, but, um, I think he will. He'll, he'll figure out what he needs to do to keep the code going, so he at least has it justified in his brain that he... It's it's the thing he knows. Right. I mean, yeah. I guess... I, I think at this point, if he's killing, it's an excuse. He's doing it because he wants to. Oh, yeah. Not, there's... Because the season... Or the 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 show always told, tried to tell us that he was doing it because he had to. It was something uncontrollable. But the last season, all he was doing was doing it because he he needed to. He needed to solve a problem. He needed this person out of the way. He needed... So I think he's strayed so far from the code and turned it so far into something else. Yeah. That now it would just be because, well, you're a serial killer and that's just... That's also the thing, too, that just popped in my head. It, with that, like how you said, if he's still killing, it's an excuse. And then also, too, you look at him during that final scenes, the lumberjack scenes, where he's just staring off into nothing. He's broken. He's absolutely broken. He's broken. And he, if he starts killing, all games are off. He's just going to be killing to kill. I think so, too. And like we talked about, too, during the... The final scenes on the boat where after he dumps dead, and that scene with the lumberjack, we should have seen Harry somewhere. Like he was, he had a strong absence during this entire last season. Right. Well, I mean, once he really started, once Dexter knew that he was doing things that his father would have disagreed with. Yeah. You don't see Harry come up in his conscience anymore. You know, there's nothing to really guide him. He's just flying by the seat of his pants. And so to see Harry's disappointment or or concern even just for his son. With that shaking of a head. Kind we of. should have seen that as... That that could have possibly saved the Lumberjack scene, too, is have Dexter sit down, stare off into the camera, and as the camera's panning out to show the entire room, Harry could have been just standing behind him against the wall, just kind of going, we're still here. Yeah. That you, been... you, were getting, you were getting there. You were almost there. Right. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways they could have ended it that I think would have rubbed the fans a little bit better than... The way that they did. Yeah. I guess I to close up this episode before we get into any kind of a business part of it to let people know what the hell they're in, in for with uh, Deliberately Dexter, how do you think it should have ended? In the entire aspect of the entire series, how do you think it should have ended? I think it should have ended with Deb shooting Dexter in the container. That would have been a good one. I think that it, I mean, it would have messed her up, but I think it would have been something that she could have come back from and still been safe and had a life more than her going through what she went through, joining Alliance, and then I just think, you know, or he should have died. He should have floated off into the storm and died. That's one of the main <laughs> things I still say they should have done. Had them find his body, have everybody react, 
even find out that he was the Bay Harbor Butcher. Have everybody been like, this guy's been under our nose <laughs> the entire all time. all of the other parts of bodies float up onto shore because yeah. of the storm. And he's just laying in there. But um, ultimately, I think if we want to wrap the entire series up to what the finale should have been, they could have kept the whole aspect of Bogle showing up mm-hmm. and Deb dying and everything and kept that as season seven. Right. Kept Reed around a little bit longer. And as soon as season seven was done and uh, Deb was dead and everything, mm-hmm. have Rita tell Dexter that she's pregnant. Yeah, I'm going way oh, back. Oh, wow. I'm going way back here. And I think everything that happened in season four should have been this final season. Had the Trinity Killer be the final. That would have been intense. Yeah, and if, like I said before, there's no way for a happy for a happy ending, and to have the ultimate unhappy ending be him finding Rita in the bathtub dead, Harrison. and Harrison in the pool of blood, and just it's done there. Oh my god! I think that the fans the wouldn't most, know what to do. That would <laughs> the most epic season finale or series finale of all time. Yeah, but we're left with the lumberjack, <laughs> <laughs> and he's okay with that. I really need to get an audio clip of the Monty Python's uh, Lumberjack song. <laughs> Throw in on that. <laughs> so that's about it for the first episode of Deliberately Dexter. <laughs> I hope you guys like it. Yeah, for the next couple months we'll be coming to you once a month with our thoughts on the series. Like next month it'll be kind of like this episode where we are just going to talk completely about the first episode of the series. And then after that we'll be splitting the episodes into two parts. We'll be talking about the series first. Right, and then the um, the comics. The comics and then the regular books as we go along. So if you have any comments or questions or complaints, because I know especially with that final episode of Dexter, you guys are probably going to have some some venom to spew. And I definitely don't mind debating with any of you. Yeah. It in the nicest way. Yeah. Well, that's the way we do this for them. That's the reason. <laughs> if, if, if I was going to bring in somebody that was going to spend a hate on everything yeah Yeah. at least you're open-minded towards the world (laughs) absolutely tell me i'm wrong and then try and prove me try and prove why yeah so but if you guys have anything you want to say we'll have a facebook coming up pretty soon but there will be an email address it'll be deliberately dexter at yahoo.com so for deliberately dexter i'm josh i'm monique